Straight A's podcast listeners, welcome back. I am excited about this particular episode today. Um, just as much as I am excited about you all joining us uh, continuing to rock with us through season three, uh, I'm excited to give you a very, very different uh, episode this time. This is an episode that we did back in December. It's a chop-up episode that we did, uh, but what's different is it's got a companion piece. It's got a companion piece that has recently been published in the Independent School Magazine. Uh, big shout out to Andy Gabrick from NEIS, um, the editor of the magazine, who was willing to entertain this crazy vision about uh, being able to put the podcast into print uh, and talk about it with a larger audience. And with that, we are hopeful that our subscribership continues to grow and the story of independent schools and its value proposition continues to get out there. Um, we want to... Um, let you know that this particular episode runs about an hour 20. Um, and as you can imagine, the print episode is shorter, but we've been able to secure four full length pages uh, in the Independent School Magazine. Uh, so it's definitely got an audio piece. It's got a visual piece. Uh, and we hope you go out, grab your copy of the Independent School Magazine for summer of 21. And we hope you settle in, sit back and enjoy what's probably going to be the penultimate episode for season three of the Straight A's podcast. Welcome back to the Straight A's podcast. No doubt you've picked up on the unfamiliar voice. My name is Jeff Mercer, a fellow independent school administrator in Los Angeles, California. And while I'm not an official co-host, I'm a longtime friend of these four gentlemen. I've known them almost 20 years, done DEI work with them through NAIS, and have been the token white friend at diversity conferences along the way. Goodbye, these one. This is a unique episode to officially kick off the third season of the podcast. We're flipping the script on this and allowing Andre, Abe, Amani, and Art to field the questions and talk about their decades-long friendship, their podcast, their leadership journeys at their schools, the state of independent schools today in the midst of COVID and Black Lives Matter, and much more. As a reminder, the straight A's are Art Hall, Amani Reed, Abe Waymiller, and Andre Withers, four leaders with over 80 years of experience in independent schools. They have seen it all across all school types, K-8, boarding and day, K through 12, West Coast, Southwest, East Coast, really big, really small, and in between. They are amazing thought leaders and even better people. And, and the guys did not want me to miss the opportunity to celebrate their big news as well. After the on the Straight A's podcast. Escape. Because of the story-based approach that they're pursuing, the Straight A's have been able to secure a full season sponsor. The third season of the podcast is sponsored by the Merman School. A K-8 school located in Los Angeles and founded in 1962, Merman has been challenging and inspiring highly gifted children to become complex and creative problem solvers and multidimensional and analytic thinkers, as well as contributing and active members of our local and global communities. So a shout out to Merman School for their support of the work of the pod. Merman, yes. So fellas, welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> Glad to be a guest. Glad to be a guest. <laughs> the only a little strange the being on this side of the table. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that, it. That that intro, Jeff, reminds me of a time when I was in Philly 
And I took this go. train. I took this train, and we looked at all these billboards. And the host was on the train, and the doors open, and this lady got on. And the lady said, "Welcome." And the lady looked at her and said, "Don't welcome me to my own city." And that and that story is classic Philly too, right? <laughs> I mean, she looked dead at the host. It was like, "Don't welcome me to my own city." <laughs> what is wrong with you? I live here. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, well, let's, let's get started. I'd, I'd first like to talk to you a bit about uh, the relationship that you all have with each other and, and talk about your friendship. So, Andre, I want to start with you. How has your relationship sustained you as you've gone through this professional journey at independent schools? Wow. Well, you know, I got to tell you, it, it kind of starts from the fact that I'm an only child. Um, and, you know, these cats are like my brothers. And to that end, I hold this relationship pretty sacred. Um, I, I wish I could say, you know, I was the more attractive one of the group. I'm not, but um, I do believe that there is something special and unique that I get from the unit that's the four of us, but also each one of these guys individually. And I think that in itself sort of sustains me. Um, you know, I, I, there's no real good metaphor for what is this cadre of, of, of guys that have come together. Um, you know, you can sort of think of us as having that sort of Costco relationship, right? Whatever, whatever you need, we got it, right? Um, and that's awesome. kind of, you like that? I, like I did, that. I did, I like that. Well, yeah. same, same I was, I was, whatever you I need. was impressed with cadre. He went with cadre. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> hey, I'm you're sitting in front of computer. You're welcome. Look <laughs> Thank it up. you. You're tomorrow, welcome. I'm look. I'm gonna yes. look that up tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. I would use it. But I, I think, I think to to know that there are three men who I can count on and call as brothers who are going through um, very similar familial journeys, career journeys, um, individual journeys. Um, you know, I, I just I, I love knowing that that is sort of running in parallel to my own life. Um, and again, knowing that I can get one thing from one as well as get something from from the unit that is the four. It's it's sacred to me for sure. And Dre, real quick, I just you know, paraphrasing Barack to Hillary, um, you're attractive enough, man. Uh, thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. In, my, in, my, in, my, in my own right. In my own right. Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, Good enough. Our, all right, you want to you want to pick up from that? That's, that's one of those. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> that's almost like you'll do. <laughs> and we're running uh, out of time on today's podcast. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well. In terms of the podcast, you know, and, and and what I get out of it, and our relationship, and and how it sustains me, um, you know, I, we've always, you know, it's funny when people say like, "How long have you known each other?" And I think each year that goes by, we always add, clearly, add a memory or a chapter or really, but I mean, you know, honestly, when people ask us how long it's been, and I say two thousand, and then here we are in twenty twenty, it's. Um, it's not surprising, but, and I will say that it's not surprising because it, it flew by and the relationships, whether we are near or far, um, you know, you heard the intro about schools that we've been at far, near, 
big, small, so on and so forth. Um, and we're always thinking, though. I mean, we're always just kind of thinking about the next, the next. And it doesn't mean that we're unhappy where we are, but our relationship kind of, you know, it's like when you're you're on a team and, you know, that, that player pushes you to be better. But at the same time, when you're on a really good team, you never think you're bigger than the team. And, and I think that's kind of how we feel when we're around each other, whether it's virtually or in person, is that, you know, we're always pushing each other to be better, congratulating each other when we have something special to share. And, and but knowing that in the long run, we're all in this together. And it's, it's natural that the, I wouldn't even say the end product, because this is not the end, this podcast, but knowing that the product that we've produced with the podcast is, is just, you know, it's kind of like the universe is always evolving and it's natural and it's occurring and it's going to be, it's going to be. So, you know, it's, it's, it's given me life sometimes when I, when I feel like there is no other, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, this, this podcast and this friendship, like, like Dre said, has, uh, has, has put a lot of wind in my sails. Or she may have seen a, may or may not have seen a documentary about, uh, about our team um, called The Second to Last Dance. Came out this summer. Is that Netflix 2? Or is it's, that... It's, is that, it's, uh, it's actually it's called Netflix. It's, 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 net, it's Netflix. You may have seen it. You ain't heard about that yet. They coming out with the... Coming out with the thing. Yeah, they got the IPO starting up pretty soon. You, you know, you think of, you think about your childhood friends, and part of what makes childhood friends so important and significant in your life is you go through all these stages with them, like your developmental yeah, stages. Right. And something, as I was just listening to these guys talk, that's the reality of our relationship, is that we have experienced all of our professional and personal stages right. really together. And if you think about all of those milestones in someone's life, marriage, birth Over of children, years, yeah. Uh, over 20 years, we've we've been able to support each other through that, right. and our our progress throughout our roles in schools as teachers, as teacher leaders, as administrators, mm -hmm. as teachers, as you know, as we've gone through all those different roles, uh, it's been really interesting that those the ways in which we've really relied on each other for that support. Right. Absolutely. And uh, Abe, what would you uh, say that you? draw from one another, draw on from one another that has influenced your personal or professional life? Yes, I think I'd, I'd answer that question by picking up on what Amani was just saying uh, about how we've been through with each other through all these different stages. You know, I, I hear a lot of folks in schools, a lot of educators, a lot of educators of color in particular, talk about this feeling of isolation as they move through that journey. And I understand that from my own, my experience in individual schools. But one of the things that this group has provided for me is a way to overcome that hurdle of isolation, right? Because I, I never feel isolated in that same way, knowing that we've got a weekly session with these guys or they're just a call away when I need it, right? And, and so that's been, I think, a unique experience um, for me on my journey is having this to use Andre's word, cadre You're of welcome. folks. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. 
um, having this cadre of folks that that really has uh, helped combat that isolation. And that's been an important professional support for me. Uh, I think the second piece on the professional side has just been giving a sense of perspective, right? You know, we, we all tend to get, um, to get a bit focused and in, in the weeds on life in our own schools. And one of the great things about going to conferences or meeting up with people in national organizations is, is just in, in networking with those folks is just to get a sense of what's going on in other schools because it helps you have a more balanced approach to what's going on in your own school. And so with all the different schools that we've been at over the years and having this group to collaborate with and bounce ideas off of, it just helps with that perspective, right? So on the professional level, I'd say it's those two things. It's overcoming the isolation um, and it's and it's having perspective. On the personal side, um, you know, I, I think about like, would we be – would we be friends if we didn't work in independent schools? Right. And there's a, there's no. a, a <laughs> so, no, I, I can't hang out with Chuck. So, you can't hang out with Chuck. So the, like the, the, the yes side of it is just that, it, you know, an art, touched on this it just really has gone beyond our professional lives right and the no side of it is there's no way we would have met if we right. weren't all working in the same realm yeah. if you look at our um if you look at the some of our social media stuff you'll see that some of the photos on there are the four of us standing together in uh these matching suits right <laughs> and that's actually a picture from my wedding right and i think that's kind of an example of like how it's it started in this one way sure but it's come together in this yeah. it's come together in this other way and so there's this the personal piece for me is just um it's grown beyond the professional uh, even though it started with the professional no doubt. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit more about the podcast. Uh, Dre, take us through how the podcast came to be. So shortly after we all met um, and became fast friends back in what's it, 2000, 2001, somewhere in there, um, you know, we, we quickly realized and began talking about, man, wouldn't it be great to work together? Right. We were all in our separate schools um, and um, the opportunity for us to come together once a year was great. But we had this longing to work together professionally. But at the same time, we do. There was never going to be mm -hmm. a single school that would take us all at the same time. And, and, and we knew we weren't going to start our own school. Right. But we but we did keep coming back to, you know, how can we how can we do something together? How can we do something together? Um, right around 2007, I think it was, fellas, we got together and um, decided to start a group um, that would essentially mentor other administrators of color, right? We wanted to be able to provide connections, resources, conversations, mentorship. Uh, and we started what was called the National Diversity Leadership Collaborative. Um, and, you know, just like... Um, it would be our luck. We started that with a soft launch that was right before the crash of 08. Um, and then we quickly pulled back on that venture, but we didn't pull back on the notion of working together. Shortly thereafter, we realized we were all going to be on the same, on the same coast. Um, and then I was, um, coming out of a, an admin team retreat, uh, where we had some of the, uh, leadership from the National Association. And we were talking about issues of sustainability and we we're talking about issues of 
um, uh, you know, pedagogy and, you know, governance and all that. And I just started noodling around with ways in which we could be thoughtful in helping schools either through some of their biggest challenges or um, getting out their message. Uh, and it just sort of hit me. What about a podcast? You know, it's a great way for the four of us to get together to do what we do sometimes, at, not only at conferences, but just when we're on a call with each other is try to solve some of these big issues and big challenges. Um, and, um, and also just to cut up a little bit, right? So it, the, the, the podcast was sort of like a no brainer. It was like, yeah, this is a great low cost, low, uh, low, low cost, high impact way for us to get together and for us to tell the story of independent schools. And from there, it just sort of kept evolving and evolving and evolving uh, and became one part of a larger whole. But um, I think it's, um, uh, it's the right thing for us at the right time. I, I, I think it's funny, Jeff, that going back just like two or three minutes in Dre's statement, he, he so diplomatically made it sound like after that crash in 2008, that we navigated it from a business savvy point <laughs> that, that we saw the landscape and we pulled, we pulled out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. No, yeah. there was no pulling out. It came in on yeah. us. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's called y'all ain't got no capital. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a wrap. Look, we got a lot of historians here on this call, and revisionist, revisionist history is important. It's an important tool. It's an important concept. That's great. Right? That's great. Yeah. And I guess another follow-up question would be, would you, have you seen this as more of a creative outlet or a professional venture that's more connected to your tenure as thought leaders? Uh, pro probably, probably the latter and then the former, right? I, I think the, uh, the, the genesis was you know, how can we, how can we serve independent schools? And at the time, and I, I think it's been an ongoing conversation, you know, we've seen the landscape of school leadership change. We've seen what, we've seen how the headship in particular has evolved. Um, we've seen how schools, we see, we've seen what schools are struggling with. And so I think the podcast was definitely a move towards that professional venture of capturing the thoughts from these four thought leaders. But then after a while, it really did become a creative outlet, right? When you start thinking about branding the podcast, when you think about editing, when you think about, um, you know, telling the stories of, of schools and doing storytelling in a, in, a, in a real authentic way, it definitely was the creative outlet. And, you know, for anyone who knows leadership, um, so much of what we do on a daily on a daily basis is be in response and reaction mode, um, and there really isn't a whole lot of time in the day to do something creative, right? There's usually not a whole lot of time where you are constructing something thoughtful and something unique and something that paints a picture. And so, so it it definitely did start out as the latter, right? This 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 venture that was going to be able to bring expertise um, and put it out, um, but I think we all have been able to find uh, a, a unique way that it's creative for us. And we can have that in addition to what we do every day. Sure. Bonnie, were you, you going to say something? Yeah, I was thinking a little bit about the question and 
even Andre's comment about NDLC, it, it came out of this place that we realized that we had really benefited from mentorship and sponsorship of a whole generation of leaders and educators right. in independent schools that we frankly weren't replacing. We were we were beneficiaries, but we weren't actually giving that back into the system. And so as I listen to and reflect on our history, it was partly selfish because we wanted to to tell our stories and think about our journey. But it was all thank you about trying to engage other people about independent schools mm. and how amazing these schools are. Right. They're amazing. They're complicated. They're they're all of the things that we know. But it was it was partly about that too, which I think has really been the foundation of the diversity of what the podcast has, has turned into. Mm -hmm. um, no two episodes are really the same other than, than the way in which we sort of chop up the issues and think about them from some different perspectives and try to share what we're thinking about as this relates to our schools and the model more, more broadly. And can we, along those lines, can we think about some, uh, or can you guys describe some notable moments on the podcast so far? Imani, can you continue? Yeah, you know, I, I think a little bit about the opportunities that have that have presented themselves, and and we'll st first start thinking about what it means to be a thought leader. Uh, early partnerships with NAIS have been about helping to further conversations and connecting some of the featured speakers and the keynote speakers and bring them to a wider audience. I think one of the the first episodes that we did that really caught on was the episode with Chris Picciolini. And the idea of four men of color working yeah. with uh, former white supremacists was a really interesting conversation about what that means for schools and, and how that how his message was received by the students at SDLC and, and part of a larger conference. Um, I also think that the session that we did as we started to help raise um, awareness around the variety of ways that SDLC and POC are, are both the same and different um, with Cinnamon Spears Kill First was another really powerful session that I know was was not only well received with, with our audience, but it really sparked a lot of other opportunities and, I, and I, to see her featured in another NAIS uh, presentation within just the last few months is, is part of what I think we're excited about, is helping to make these conversations and these educators more accessible to wider audiences and to give them a little bit more of a platform to, to share their stories. Um, and then I, I think of two others. The... Uh, Abe and I did an interview with Wayne Al from Teaching Tolerance, who his piece on uh, teaching for black lives uh, a year ago was was so important because it touched not on only on the research of the work that was being done for this anthology, but it was also about trying to make sure that the conversation was accessible for children of all ages in schools and uh, the work that Teaching Tolerance is is doing um, and, and Rethinking Schools, rather, is doing um, around this this broader conversation of, of, of education um, was, was really, really powerful. And then I, I kind of like our straight A's on the street sessions where we are <laughs> just talking with people about yeah. what, a, what a particular conference was about. And that's led to 
conversations with folks who are running graduate school programs. We had some pretty amazing conversations, a roundtable with some heads of school, yeah. some really innovative first year teachers who were reflecting on what it meant to be a teacher of color in a predominantly white school. Um, and, and those are just moments where you feel like you remember why you're doing this work. Mm. You remember what it means to be part of a school community. And uh, you know, those are part of what stand out to me. Yeah, Art had this, uh, I'm remembering back to an earlier episode where Dre, you were, we were doing a chop up and Dre, you asked a similar question about kind of the value of the pod or what we saw as the value of the pod and Art's answer to that was about helping. It, it was when you asked the question about the why, mm-hmm. what is yeah. the, what is our why, why. behind the podcast yeah. and, and, uh, and Art's response to that was about helping uh, helping voices find a place. Mm. Right. And, yeah. and so the, the first part of Amani's answer was about some bigger names that we've had a chance to, mm-hmm. um, to some more prominent names that we've had a chance to access through these conversations. But then the second part of his answer with the man on the street, sort of the, you know, the, the people yeah. on the street interviews is about these folks mm-hmm. who wouldn't really ever consider being on a podcast or or maybe not being in a public forum like that. And my experience Mm -hmm. has been after we've interviewed those folks, you you click the microphone off and they say, man, that was a lot of fun. (laughs) And and that's, that's part of what it's about is, is the storytelling element is is, is so much of bringing these voices to life and to a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's great. There was a time where we were just pulling people in. Power of microphone. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the, the microphone it really is a, a unique device, right? Because I think if we were just chopping it up, sitting at a table, you know, even with a cocktail or two or something, right. you know, people might stop by, they might say, you know, the, the obligatory, like, hey, yeah, my name is blah, blah, but you, know, you put that microphone on and they, <laughs> and they hear themselves in the headphones and then... It is. It really is. It's like I got something to say. I mean, yeah, yeah. and you know, quiet teachers who normally only shine in front of students all of a sudden find their voice and they come alive. And and then you know, it brings us along with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, people talk about their journey through hip hop. People talk about their their downfalls. People had. Yeah. I mean, we've had heads of school on right. um, that just kind of you can see in their eyes that they they're reflecting on their journey from when they first thought that they could teach mm. all the way up to hey, guess what? I'm actually running a school now. So right. um, you know, it's 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 great that this podcast um, really does give that voice to folks. Right. And you know, I think you know what it's starting to happen. Uh, Jeff is. And it's it, it's black, and you know, people say, "You guys are the straight A's." You know what? I listened to one of your podcasts. You guys had me rolling. Oh my gosh, that was so funny! It was insightful, but it was also funny. I mean, that's what I love about your podcast. And and, and uh, you know, and I think that's what kind of what we set out to do. We definitely want to be insightful. I mean, we right. we want to be serious professionals. We we do want to impart knowledge Absolutely. that allows people to you know whether you're a teacher, a parent, you know, like we say in our in our in our intro. Right. But we also want to do something that maybe people just haven't done before, and that's um, sit around and, and and entertain while we inform. Right. And let's be real. We've been doing the podcast for 20 years. We just turned the microphone <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> 
We have a lot of content. We, 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 were, doing, of content. we were doing podcasts before podcasts. Before podcasts. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that, actually, I think that was one of our sessions. We started cutting up one night, and somebody was like, did somebody turn the mic on? It was like, <laughs> That was it. Merch was there. Merch was there. That was in Dre's suite. That's right. Imagine. Yeah. This is a where we're doing a podcast right now. Why are we? Why do we have the mic on? Somebody turned the mic on. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But that—that's something I've noticed for sure. Is spending time with you guys that you know the podcast and the conversations don't feel all that dissimilar. I mean, it's and that's the beauty of it. Is it's uh, it's funny but it's informative and it's really thoughtful. Yeah. Um, what would you say the podcast has revealed about independent schools uh, or about yourselves, Abe? Ooh, yeah. Um, so let me start with the about ourselves. Um, I think it's, it's interesting to see how people present, how we present ourselves in this group and on the air, if you will, and in a session and, and what everybody lends to the conversation, right? And how every, Everybody inserts themselves in that conversation, and I'll, you know I'll answer the question. I'll sp- I'll speak from the I perspective and answer the question for myself. Thank you. Uh, please, please do. You, I will. Um, I think what it's revealed what what it's revealed to me about the way I do my work is I I just really enjoy I just really enjoy asking questions that are going to to get people to share their story. And when I've felt, when I've felt my presence on, on the pod has been most effective, it's when I've been able to elicit those stories from people, like what's a question that I can ask, um, that's really going to get them to just open up, right? Whether it's when we're doing a, um, a chop up with the four of us and I happen to be moderating or whether it's when I'm doing a one-on-one interview or whether it's two of us interviewing a featured speaker together the way we have done Mm -hmm. at at times. Um, It's, it's when I think some of my proudest moments are um, when somebody, when I ask a question, somebody pauses and say, you know, that's a really good question. And I'm kind of, I mean, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm in the back going, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You ain't ain't never heard that before. I worked on that. I worked on that one. That's in the script. <laughs> Worked on that one all week. Um, but but I think what, what tends to happen after that, and I've tried to become more practiced at that, right? Like what are the ways of really eliciting people's stories, whether those are teachers or students or administrators or featured speakers at a conference? Like what, what's that, you know, what's that key question that's just going to get them to talk about um, what it is that they do and what they're passionate about and what they're contributing to this endeavor. So let, let's talk a little bit more about uh, roles on the podcast, sort of the tenor and the tone, uh, the content, and maybe even most importantly, who's the Stephen A. Smith of the group? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have a get? Do you have a? Do you have an answer to that, Mercy? You know the group. I, I do. I do. Um, I, I just. I, know, I, know I just mo- hope Stephen A. Smith ain't listening to this because he's like, "What do you mean? Gonna, a nobody gave you the right to drop my name on your little funky podcast." I'm gonna put it. I'm just gonna put it in chat here in a minute. Great, great, take it away. Uh, well, so that's 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 one of the things that's one of the things that we did talk about at the in the early stages of the podcast, right? Because we knew we had four unique um, 
figurative and literal voices, how are we going to leverage them? Um, you know, when we've all listened to podcasts that we really enjoy, there is a certain resonance, there is a certain uh, back and forth that is attractive to different ears. Um, you know, as we've studied podcasting and tried to get better at, um, I don't know if I would say we're getting better at the craft of podcasting, but as we've tried to, to get better at, at what we're producing and putting out there, um, you know, we are thinking about who are the people of the four of us? Who, who, who is working really hard on in-depth, thoughtful questions? Um, who is the voice of reason? Who is the, who's the, who's the comedic voice? Um, who's the one that's got, um, who's the one that's going to resonate really well with this guest? Um, is it going to be one-on-one? Is it going to be two-on-one? So we've tried to think through a lot of those different dynamics. Um, I, I, I don't know that we've got a Stephen A. Smith as in the antagonist of the group. Um, I think we've really? got, uh, well, I think we've got, I think, I think, I think we've got somebody with, with the volume of Stephen A. Smith. Mm. Uh, mm. How's that? <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, so I, I do, I do, I do think we've got that. Uh, I do think that I do think Amani brings this sort of voice, uh, the steady voice of reason, um, and the the one who is always conscious of not only the pitfalls, um, but what is going to um, best serve us as individuals as well as as an enterprise. I think I think Abe serves as the velvety voice. Right. Um, and, 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 and I don't know that he would, I don't know that he would agree with that, but this man is often recruited to, to, for his voice, um, as well. They as call that the, the, um, the Venus fly trap. <laughs> if we want to take it, we want to take it way back. There you go. And then, and, and then, and then, yeah, you know, I think art has, art has what every podcast needs, right? He's got a quip and a reference for everything. Um, and, and he drops it at the right time um, and he drops it with the right people in the right way. So, so I, I think that's, I, again, the, the, you know, aside from our friendship, I think that's the beauty of what we all four bring to the table is each one of us has the ability to shift into any of those natural uh, dynamics and roles. Um, but we also are willing to um, do what's best for the pod and suggest no, Amani. You know this one really should probably be one that where you take the lead because you've got this expertise and you've got this thought about uh, about this topic. So, so it really does work. It really, really does work. And the oh, truth is, it's like this over dinner anyway, right? I <laughs> right. mean, we we kind of know where we land and and where we shine in in lots of different contexts, right? So if you're boiling that down, Merce, if you want to like a short version of that answer, like <laughs> Art is funny, Andre, you know, Amani smart, Abe's got a deep voice, like. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, the, for the record, for the record, I put it far more eloquently than that. You did. All right. You did. Right. You also right. used cadre. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, tomorrow, the kids are going to be like, Mr. Hall, you keep killing everything, cadres. You keep killing- <laughs> I'm going to need you, cadre of kids over there. Right. I'm going to need you. That's right. No more cohorts. You're, you're, no, yeah. it's, all, it's all cadres. No more pods. No <laughs> That's right. You're, hey, you're, you're modeling being a lifelong learner, my friend. Right. Absolutely. Right. Mm, some good stuff, right? 
We're going to get back to part two, but uh, I want to take a quick pause here in this particular junction of part one and give another shout out to the Merman School. Knowledge to the power of Merman. We want to thank them for their continued support of season three of the Straight A's podcast. Um, hopefully you have seen what we see when we get together for the chop up, um, that there's some really good thought provoking stuff and there's a lot of yucks, a lot of chuckles. Um, and so, um, we hope that part one has been good, um, and that you're just as eager to get to part two as I am. Um, go ahead and hit subscribe, hit that like button, um, as well as tell your friends about the straight ace podcast. Um, and then hop over to the next episode for part two two of the chop up that is the companion piece to the NAIS independent school magazine article called open mic this is the straight A's podcast and we are so glad that you're here